Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into Sansa 6 of A Game of Thrones. And in the Maester's study, we will be discussing Magor's Holdfast. Mm-hmm. But first we need to start the episode with Raven. Yeah. Uh, we got an anonymous Raven that simply says, you suck. So... <laughs> 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 oh uh, my! To, so to that person, hey, thanks. We we appreciate it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, t- yeah. Touche, touche. Yeah, <laughs> that's hysterical. Yeah. So yeah, we we haven't started off with a raven uh, at the top of the show. That was a good one. That was the best. That was good. <laughs> if we could uh, get less of those, though, I'd I'd appreciate it. <laughs> I'd appreciate it. <laughs> but you know what, though, sir, as it gets me fired up. Okay, yeah, come, on. come on. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. I wish I wish other podcasts good fortune in the podcasting wars to come. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because I, my friend, we're in a war. We're in a war. It's true. It's true. Yep. We're you know, there's a lot of things being said uh-huh. on the internet uh, about all kinds of different fandoms. And yep. you know what? I'm I'm just, I'm just gonna say it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've rewatched season eight, and I think it's great. Okay. You like it. Yeah. You enjoy it. I do. I do. Back back off, people. All yeah. Right? Winds of winter's coming. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I that's just where I'm at. I'm feeling great. Well, that, no, that's I think it's great. And and here's the thing, there's a clash of podcasts coming, right? So, we've got a clash of kings coming up, but there's also a major clash to be had. And mm-hmm. so hold fast, my friends. Hold up, mm-hmm. maybe in in, in uh, Magor's hold fast because we're fired up. I mean, like we're fired up to start the new book. We're we're wrapping up here with with Game of Thrones next couple weeks, and uh, I, there, there's parts of the season I like. So mm-hmm. get out of the way, okay? Get out of the way. We're just gonna enjoy it. Uh, we got the prequels coming up. We have a great, big, beautiful year ahead of us, and I'm just excited to. I don't know, man. We, we, something happened to us, as you guys can sometimes tell, right? Things happen off the air, and and, and we're just like it's true. Well, okay, up. here. Well, here's here's how my day started. Let me just let me just give a quick little quick little story here, okay? Okay. So a couple of days ago, we did get an actual raven um, from a guy named uh, Christopher Wallace, okay? Yeah. And I want to give him a shout out because he sent me this, and I'm not entirely sure. I'm just seeing this whole thing going on on Twitter right now. Okay, you know, a couple weeks ago, as and I were having the debate, you know, that has nothing to do with Game of Thrones. Um, 
about Coke versus Pepsi, you know, and everyone has their favorites. But right now, it seems like U.S. Today, USA Today is running some poll, okay? Yeah. About what is the best chicken sandwich. And uh, Christopher Wallace sent us this raven. He said, what's up, Sir Matt and Sir Ezra? I just tried the new Popeye sandwich and want to say that I have been food baptized. My eyes have been opened and I am looking at life like never before. I remember when you guys used to make videos and podcasts about new Taco Bell items, and I thought it would be funny if you guys did a review of it. Uh, Great podcast, guys. Keep up the amazing work. I sent him back one and said, "Um, I'm sure we can try to weave that in at some point. Unfortunately, Sir Ezra has less access to one than I do. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I live literally next door to one. Um, I said, I've never actually had Popeye's chicken. What sandwich is it? P.S. I'm a Raising Cane's guy myself. Um, He said, it's the new spicy classic sandwich and they know what you're talking about. I said, by the way, you guys made uh, me get really serious about A Song of Ice and Fire. I'm halfway through A Clash of Kings now and hopefully we'll finish before Winds of Winter comes out. Uh, yeah, I think you're think you're think you're doing okay. Yeah. Uh, love the content. Appreciate the effort you guys put in. So, I you know drove in my car all like ten seconds yep. over to Popeye's Chicken, and I walk inside and I said, "Hey, um, I, 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 do you guys have this new spicy classic sandwich?" And they were like, "No, it's like selling out all over the country." I was like, "What?" Yeah. So I look it up, and I guess it is. It's selling this. There's like it's selling out all over the country, and it's like some sort of poll that's going on. And somehow, Wendy's chicken sandwich is not in the top. So all I'm gonna say is that's that's a lie. But this Popeye's chicken sandwich is entirely out. So, so that's why I'm. I am man. I'm fired up. I was about to say if one more word comes out of your cunt mouth. <laughs> I'm gonna have to eat every piece of chicken in so this place. Okay, <laughs> yes. was what I was what I was what I about said. So I so I didn't I didn't I just left. I didn't even, I I've still yet to this day to have Popeye's chicken. But Christopher Wallace, thank you for the Raven. Um, I guess if it comes back in stock, I will do my best to get it, try it, and review it. Yeah, that's what we used to do. That was a lot of fun. I mean, we we those were those were some of our favorite, most uh, well liked episodes out there. The old food absolutely. Reviews. So mm-hmm. that's that's a crazy thing that's happening. I mean, you uh, like there's a Twitter war going on between those companies and stuff, which is hysterical. I mean, mm-hmm. good golly! Like it, if it's if it's sold out, it has to be the best, right? I mean, that, or is it just that well, Popeyes doesn't have a big supply? I don't know. It's good. I guess I guess this poll is going to end. It's going to be it's Popeyes versus Chick Fil A, which <laughs> I have to say I've had Chick Fil A like once. I never thought it was anything special. I think it's also not open on Sundays, so yeah, I'm not super big. I'm not super big on Chick Fil A, but I've never yeah. had Popeyes, so I can't say. Well, I okay, I've, I've had them both, and quite frankly, not impressed. Again, either I'm, way, I'm, I'm a raisin canes guy. You know, raisin yeah, canes. <laughs> that's that's where yeah. yeah. But yeah, wow, that's that's crazy. Uh, there is a Popeyes. I'd have to get on my on my steed Lightning, and I'd have to head south uh, quite a ways. But if we ever I mean, it's, I need to like call ahead now, I guess, and see if the sandwich is actually there, for crying out loud. I just drove in the drive, you know, hey, it's not there. Drove over there. Drove over there. Yeah. Dude, I... Was I, there? Yeah. I, I can picture you walking in. You're like, do you guys have that? And they're like, no. Sold out. <laughs> yeah, they got like, a sign. Oh, okay. They got a sign up that says, hey, we don't have it. Oh, that's funny. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, maybe we'll have to, uh, if we ever get our hands uh, on one, maybe we'll, we'll do something, a little food review for free over on Patreon or stick it somewhere, you know? Uh, where folks can can listen yeah, to it, so, it's a lot of uh, so thank it's a yeah, thank you for yeah thank you for the Raven if it if it if it gets in stock I will I will uh, certainly do my best to uh, 
give it give it a try. You know, hey, that's what some you know. Remember earlier in the year, it was like Team Yanny versus Team Laurel. I don't know which one are you on, right? Yeah, God, don't bring that back up again. Those always those are hysterical. I I really need my students to keep me up to date on that kind of stuff. It, there's always some new thing, and I'm surprised I haven't heard about this yet. So I'm gonna have to go in on Monday and be like, guys, what's going on? What is going on? Why have I not? Why it's, aren't you guys? You let me down. You know, it's all over. It's all over the uh, all over the Twitterverse, man. Jeez, good God. All right, well, that's cool. That's cool. So we actually uh, later on we'll have a another Raven from uh, Sir Christopher. So he's, he's killing it right now. So we've got a, a really cool one that kind of ties into some of the stuff we're doing on Patreon. Uh, just a unique Raven. Uh, we have something from him as well for Clash of Kings. So if you guys are in Clash of Kings and you're you're thinking about a Raven, go ahead and write that. I got a Clash of Kings uh, folder. I'm I'm going to start and just start putting some Ravens over there, just to get ready. So should be should be good. Uh, Okay, Sir Matt, um, small council here, just just real, real quick. I know you kind of talked about how your day started. Um, I've been over in the Citadel just kind of testing, doing things on the weekend that I don't like to do. Uh, it's supposed to be the weekend. It's supposed to be having a good time, you know, podcasting with you. But every once in a while I have to go, mm-hmm. you know, to the academics and make sure kids know what they're supposed to be. Make sure they're learning something, That's I guess. That's true. So you I know, do, we we talked about it on well, we talked about it on our Star Wars podcast, Hyperspace Hangout, but we did not talk about it on Ben the Knee. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that you can actually see, uh, <laughs> considering you had surgery like My... two days ago. Yeah, man. Uh, th- thank you for bringing that up. By the way, I, some like I today's the best it's been. I mean, obviously every day is getting better, but I left on Friday. I had a, I had that I had this uh, I had LASIK surgery on Friday, and I mean I. Like, let me tell you guys, that was a little nerve-wracking. I don't know if anybody's had it out there. You're thinking about having it. Mine went great, thankfully. Um, so, but I, I I, could not I could not see. You know, it's funny. As I was laying Wait, hold there, on. I thought yeah. the point was that you, it was to make you see better. Yeah, exactly. So, let me t- so during the procedure, you, that's exactly, that's, it's sort of what Aria goes through, right? I kept looking up at the doctor, and I kept seeing, like, a worm come out of his eye. I was sort of like, what the heck? I'm having this, like, weird, like, I'm about to drink some potion and lose my eyesight and come back well, I just thought, I mean, what if, he, what if only one, what if he'd only done one eye? Then you would have done your best Beric Dandarian impression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I got really nervous because uh, you're supposed to stare at this, like, green laser. No joke, they're shooting a laser into your, in, in, into your eye, which is nuts. And I'm like looking at it. By the way, dude, they like press, they like suction cup your eye, like your eyelids like open so you can't mm-hmm. blink or whatever. And they're like holding my arms down. I'm like, guys, guys, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is starting to turn into some like after hours <laughs> thing here. Like, this is some it's like Melisandre with the leeches, man. Just, yeah, this, yeah, this is getting kind of crazy. Yeah, that's all I needed was somebody to walk out in a red robe and, you know. <laughs> uh, but, but, anyways, it was, uh, it was intense. But they put that, uh, I don't think anything actually touched my eye, but it felt like my eye popped for a second man what yeah it was crazy and the and the, and, uh, the doctor didn't tell you this beforehand he's just like all right so you're gonna lose all sight here for a second and everything's <laughs> gonna go dark and it totally went dark and i was like oh my gosh it was it was crazy um you had to stare at the green light and and everything was good for the one eye the next eye i must have had my i must have he, he said not to drop your chin i must have dropped my chin my chin a little bit and thankfully he's like whoa whoa <laughs> He, he like puts his arm down there. He like holds my head up. He's like, "All right, there we go." I'm like, "What if you would have turned that machine on and my eye wasn't lined up right?" You know. I mean, are you glad you went on a Friday and not like a Monday? I mean, yeah. Well, I asked him beforehand. I was like, "How's your marriage? Like, is everything going okay?" <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I had an interview for him. 
uh, it was it was crazy, but it was it was it was good. It was cool. Um, so yeah, it, it went home and slept. And, and what do you do? What do you do? If, what if you do? you're like down on the table and you're like strapped in? The doctor walks in and he's like, "God, I shouldn't have drank so much last night." Then <laughs> like he turns on the laser. <laughs> yeah, what a late night. Oh my god, I only got two hours of sleep last night. Like what, doc? <laughs> you know, no man. Oh yeah, yeah. So, anyways, he looked alert. He looked good. Um, he makes a killing, man. He goes in there and does like a hundred of those a day, like he does Jeez. it once or twice a month, and they get everybody kind of, you know, all locked and loaded, and and um, we ca- we come in there and we're all walking around with these sunglasses on. Looks like a freaking cult in there. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm serious. Like we all. <laughs> It's like here's your bag and your T-shirt, and then you've got your glasses, and it was just here's like, your Kool Aid. Here you go. Yeah, get I was like, what? <laughs> Anyways, it was it was nuts. Uh, but dude, you got the eye drops, man. You don't want them eyes to dry out. So I'm like, hardcore putting the, putting the eye drops in. Uh, you probably see, hear me pause during the show, and you know, doink, little drop goes in. But um, anyways, it's cool. All is well, and I'm glad I did it. Actually, I could see 2020. Like straight up twenty. So did you did you like get rid of your glasses? Do they not like you just toss them? Like ah, I don't need these anymore. To be honest with you, I was driving back here today, listening to this chapter, and I I thought to myself, where are my glasses? I have no clue where they're at. I don't know if they took yeah. them. I don't remember. I freaked out when I was going in there. He's like, you won't need those anymore. And he's like, just put them here. You can get them later. I don't think I ever picked them up. I was blind. I mean, I couldn't really see when I got up off the table. I was like, you know, your eyes are covered with bandages and stuff, and so you're like walking. So now you can on. wear like sunglasses because you've never really been one to wear yeah. sunglasses. Well, that, that that was the thing too. I I uh, I walked out and uh, I, I think I was uh, I was down seeing my, my buddy Lane yesterday, and I was inside the kitchen. Always had the glasses on, but you know, you walk inside, you put them up on your on your head, right? I forgot where they were. Walked back outside, and I was like, I was like. Smeagol out in the sunlight. I was like, you know, no, my brain. I was like freaking out, you know. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't see. <laughs> oh, it was nuts. It was crazy. But anyways, uh, all is well. Like the halos around so the good. lights are gone, so I can, I can finally, I can finally see. So, you know, nice. we're good. We're good. <laughs> well, hey man, that's good. That's good to hear. You know, if if you had been blind, at least there's audiobooks. Okay, you'd still be okay. Yeah, yeah. We figure I, it I, out. Right, I can just press record. You can do the editing; it'll be fine. Right, that'll be fine. We're good. So nice. All right. Wow. So, um, what else we got? Okay, we got a um. Anything else? Any other updates there? Before we move no. on? No, okay. man. Hey, it's, yeah. Hey, you know, I'm looking. I'm looking at the clock. I was like, wow, we just talked. We just talked. You know, a little longer. Uh, small council today. So Ezra and I are about to record yeah. two episodes back to back because yeah. I'm going on vacation next weekend. So right. um, we're we're strapped and loaded loaded for, you know, about two to three hours plus of recording time. Yeah, which is great. I mean, here's the thing. I've heard people say and, and I know sometimes, you know, people are like, just get to the chapter, get to the whatever. But I don't know. I've heard the opposite, too. People want to catch up. They want to they want to talk. And, I know. And chat, I almost so. thought I, I was almost thinking uh, we could just do both chapters uh as as one big episode but that might be confusing and then you know mess up it mess up the queue so yeah yeah well and then then if we don't you know i mean we don't want somebody binging all of our stuff one week and then have nothing next week i mean then they'll, then they'll right. start looking for somebody else and I, then the yeah, podcasting have wars that. yeah they start all over again it can't the be podcasting that. war start yeah we can't have that so <laughs> but um anyways yeah let's move in here to the captain's report though real quick so uh lord robert the unfrozen uh, he's he's at it again. Uh, we're talking about who is uh, Aegon, uh, you know, slash Young Griff here in, in, mm-hmm. in Dance of Dragons. 
I had a couple options here. Let me see if I still have it pulled up here. Um, oh, gosh, I don't have it pulled up. Uh, it, it was a Blackfire, right? That was one of the options. Let me see. Let me mm -hmm. Yeah, it was here. a Blackfire, Rhaegar, and Elia's actual son. Mm -hmm. And um, the other one was just like, uh, you know, some random Essos person. And the last time I looked at it, um, I haven't looked at it uh, rightly, but... Rhaegar and Elia's actual son was the most uh, sought of answer. That's what most people were actually, yeah, were actually saying. Right? Yeah, yeah. Son of Rhaegar. Yeah, right and here. Yeah, right here is um, it's twenty-one people voted saying son of Rhaegar and Elia. The next was nineteen people, a Blackfire descendant. Right. Right. So those are the those are the two actual most most common most common uh, what what. People in our group are, are thinking there, which, man, if he is the actual son, that phew, means there's going to be a lot of differences, I think. Yeah, a lot more drama for sure, for sure. So, yeah, yes. Um, I don't know if we skipped over one or if I did this on accident, but we talked about the uh, perfumed Seneschal, right? Like Quaith and the warning. Do we talk about that mm -hmm. last mm, week? I don't I think so. No, nope, I can't I remember if we so. did or not. So just while we're while we're on that, you know, it's the warning that Quaith gives gives to Danny, and uh, I think I've done amusing, or I was planning to do amusing on this, wondering who that individual was. Is it Resnak? Um, is it Kohar? Is it Illyrio? Is it Varys? And it seems like Varys is the is and we have the top vote there being plus sixteen on that. Uh, Resnick ends up being seven. Uh, so yeah, get some some cool stuff there. Marwin the Mage is actually gets a mention so mm -hmm. uh that, that's pretty neat but that's a cool little if you want to uh is that next book when we when we get into to yeah it is quaith right and mm -hmm. and everything the the what uh, everything that shakes down uh with her so <clears throat> we'll go into more depth on that i've got a couple thoughts and i've got my green dream manifesto where i've been pulling every reference to you know the word perfumed you know and i've i've been it's it's wild it got kind of crazy once i learned about a a, a search of a uh, a search of ice and fire. I've, you can get lost. You can get lost searching for just, you know, specific words. Sir Matt is still searching bells throughout the throughout the. Oh, you uh, better believe it. Series. So, <laughs> get ready for that. Um, but anyways, yeah. Um, huge, huge shout out to our, our captain, of the guard there, um, mm -hmm. Lord Robert. Really appreciate it. Always, always. Yeah, the, it, I'm, I'm looking through the group here, um, which I don't get to do as often as I would like, and I do really appreciate everyone that is all of our listeners that have kind of taken over the group and really run it. Uh, there's a fantasy football league. There's like a fantasy yep. football league inside our group. That's yep. great. Feel yep. really bad for whoever drafted Andrew Luck. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> you know, but. Yeah, people were burning their jerseys there today, weren't they? I know. I was jokingly considering retiring mid-show. Yeah. Uh, as, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Just the mental strain, right? Or the, the strain <sighs> on the vocal cords. Yeah, can't yeah, take can't, it. Can't, can't do it anymore, man. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah. Uh, so, hey, we have someone else here. We have a new member, uh, Tara Herman, looks like. The, the sick uh, uh, tattoo. By the way, pretty cool. Yeah, there's you know there's a lot of there's a lot of people in our group that are getting uh, Game of Thrones or, or you know Song of Ice and Fire tat tattoos. They're getting tatted up, man. Should we get tatted up? Like, what's you know what's the deal? I don't know, man. I'm not really a tattoo kind of a guys. Can we pressure? Sir if Matt? you were to get a tat, if you were to get a Game of Thrones tattoo, who would you who would you get it of? Or Ooh, what would you get it of? What would you get it of? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, wow. I don't know, man. I don't think mine would be like the like. I I wouldn't do anything obvious. Um, it'd have to be something subtle. I really, I, 
why you put me on the spot because I wouldn't do like a dire wolf or or anything like that I I, I would want it to be mm. I don't know man maybe like my favorite I don't know I wish you good fortune in the wars to come you know like that kind of thing mm-hmm. I mean House Dane is cool right something right Maybe I'd get the words, Sir Ellen, bring me his head on the on my back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be, that'd be cool. That's a good one. Um, I got no, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big tattoo guy either. So yeah. I've thought about getting a Star Wars tattoo. I've thought about getting something else. It's got to gotta have some solid meaning. So Right. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Liam's still killing it in there. Peter um, of House Whittingham, he's in there with the... With the Memes going crazy, so we got some some real good activity. Your brother's still running wild. He's almost like I, I feel like Nick when, when I see some of the the memes that are that are taking place. Th- some of them almost cross the line to the point where I want to I want to pull like an Eddard Stark and you know and in, in like, command. Um, Bear hey, we might need to, to scale this back a little bit. Well, yeah, it's it's like I want I want to issue that order like you know bring me his head. I mean, just, <laughs> Nick's like what. <laughs> We gotta have Nick on the show soon. Gotta have Nick on the show. Oh, and speaking of that, I actually have a couple cool surprises. Uh, I told Sir Matt about this uh, within the next month or two, maybe to finish up. Actually, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pre-record these, and we're gonna have some some fun little uh, hidden gems, if you will, to start a Clash of Kings because we've been thinking about how to how to up the game a little bit there. And so I've, I've uh, reached out to a few people, and I think we're gonna have a a cool cool little segment we might be developing so stay tuned for that so uh yep and um yeah the only uh the only other kind of um uh, news kind of thing going on is uh sir ezra has the we ordered pins those are going along those are going along with kind of the the sticker set which is um also been ordered and so as soon as those get to sir ezra's house those are getting mailed out so you should definitely be expecting those here in the next um yeah yeah, Guys, next, next couple weeks. So, you really appreciate the-, the patience. Yeah, we had we had some people push back, be like, uh, "Weren't these supposed to be out in July?" We're like, "Yes." But- okay, can I say? Can, can I can I just go ahead and say what happened? Can I go ahead and tell them what happened? Yeah. I'm gonna say this: we may or may not have actually legitimately, and when I say lost our 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 uh, artist, they, they may have actually passed away. We don't actually know. So we don't know. Yeah, we, we gotta we gotta look into that. Um. We don't know that we just know them virtually, really, but we mm-hmm. have a strong back we, and forth dialogue. And all but of a been sudden, working, we've been working with that artist for literally years, yeah. literally years. And then it was like we actually had like two open orders in. And normally, um, our artist, who's great, has responded like within days, like, "Hey, here you go. Hey, here you go." Right. Um, and I, like I'm super concerned. Always actually. gives always gives us a discount and like yeah, does amazing work. And like had an open order, like yeah, I'll get on that, and then haven't heard a word from them in months. Well, let me put this out there because I've never done this, so because I think people knew we had an artist, so we we got something um, that, that I think is pretty cool, and it kind of went along with some of the stuff we were doing for hyperspace, so uh, it it worked out, and we're gonna get that to you guys, plus uh, a couple other uh, fun little gems in there, and then we're turning around and we're doing something almost right away again for for Clash of Kings, so that that'll be right. you'll have stuff there as well but if anyone is into graphic design or you're an artist or what have you and you think you can help us we would love for you to reach out to us and send us a sample of your work or or what have you to send it to btk cast uh because we're always looking for somebody to help us out with some designs uh on on t-shirts i mean we've we do a little bit we we dabble sir matt and i dabble a little bit in um you know word art and things like that but 
but yeah, we we could really, you know, we need a replacement <laughs> for our yeah, artist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, all right. But anyways, there's that. That'll be coming out here in uh, early September, so you guys will be fine there, and then we'll we'll continue to move on. Uh, yeah, and I think we'll have another update here soon uh, on Raven's Nest uh, coming up. We'll, we've mm-hmm. got uh, literally a crap ton of of ravens. Like, there's just yeah. There's just raven shit everywhere. Okay, it's great. <laughs> so we're gonna go in the raven's nest. And we're gonna we're literally gonna sort through it and see what we can find. Um, so stay tuned. We'll get that up and going. Been crazy start to the school year, but we are we're ready. Oh hey, Sarah Conley in here making some sick meals in the group too. So people have been posting some food in here. That's cool. So all right, my friend. Uh, I think it's time to head over to the uh, to the old maester study here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I okay. think we're going to talk a little bit about Magor's Holdfast. Yeah, and this is pretty straightforward. It's a, it's a real simple one. W- with this chapter, I was trying to find some historical tidbits, and maybe one will come up in the chapter as we're reading, and, and, and I can we can uh, tease some of that out a little bit more. But uh, Magor's Holdfast is where Sansa is being held. Um, it's this fortress inside of a fortress, right? We uh, Magor the Cruel built it, and... It really is a, a place where it's it's a strong place inside of the Red Keep. The only way to get to it, you know, you see it in the TV show, and there's a really good shot of it when Eddard, I think, is leaving with Renly. Or let's see, yeah, he's he's going to see Robert when Robert is sick, and there's that drawbridge, right? Because mm-hmm. um, there's only one way in and out of uh, Megor's Holdfast, so. That's that's kind of neat. It's um it lies behind uh, walls twelve feet thick. It's got a dry moat lined with um you know a bunch of iron spikes surrounding it. It's got a drawbridge spanning the moat. Uh, the only way in or out is across this drawbridge. So uh, there's always a, a, a king's guard is is posted there uh, just to kind of keep watch. The royal apartments are located in Magor's Holdfast. So right now Sansa is being held there. Up in the tower, and in in uh, in an apartment, the king's bedchamber uh, is there with the you know massive fireplaces. You've got the queen's ballroom there as well. It's smaller than what you have in the great hall and the red keep, but still can house about a hundred people. So it's a, it's a massive sort of like a more intimate spot for some of the. It's royals. where the in the show you see it mostly. It's the map, the big room with the map. Yeah, is also part of it. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, so yeah. So there's that. Um, uh, yeah. The the where I remember it just bo- m- most is King Robert dying, dying there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then Eddard coming to see him, and then talking to Renly on his way out. Uh, so just for point of reference, it's it's a it's a huge. It's not just there's tons of little apartments and stuff up in there. Uh, so so yeah. Um, let's see. There's some history to it, but there's there's really not a whole lot. I mean. Uh, during the Dance of Dragons, um, Rhaenyra, it, it, when they're trying to infiltrate uh, Magor's hold, Holdfast, <clears throat> Cheese, who was one of the informants who uh, worked his way in there to, to help uh, or was trying to help kidnap uh, some of the Targaryens, knew of only one way in or out. And so that's sort of this is someone who was well versed in the, in the <clears throat> secret passageways and stuff, and still only knew of one way in or out. You know, the people who, if there is another way in or out of there, they were all killed by Magor, right? I mean, he, he you mm-hmm. know, he killed everybody who was in charge of um, all the masons and, and uh, you know, the engineers, if you will, who who helped uh, create it. Uh, but, yeah, that's basically it. That, that's it. There's not much to it. A lot happens. There's, uh, 
it's referenced in the Game of Thrones, Clash of Kings, Storm of Swords, uh, and the Dance of Dragons. So you'll see different times where um, people are kind of held up there in the Queen's Ballroom uh, for the Battle of uh, the Blackwater. So that, that takes place. Tyrion moves in and out of there, and Sir Kevin is also associated with it as well. So, all righty. I think that's it. Real quick, short and sweet today. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's head on to the reread. Uh, last week, we were in Bran 7. It's where Bran and Rickon were having the same dreams about their father in the crypts of Winterfell. They head down to the crypts, um, and Maester Lewin gets bit uh, by Shaggy Dog. They go back to the tower and discover the news of Ned Stark's death. Mm. Um, so this week, we're in Sansa, or Sansa 6. The last time we were with her, uh, she was uh, attending Joffrey's first court session as king. Um, after the official call for the noble houses to pledge their fealty, the small council announces a number of few appointments when he is dismissed, um, when Barrison Selmy is dismissed from the King's Guard. In his place, the Hound is placed uh, as an appointed to the King's Guard. Sansa comes forward to ask for mercy for her father, and it, um, and it is agreed that mercy will be granted if he confesses and names Joffrey King. Hmm. So uh, this time, Sansa 6. Sansa is in a depression after the execution of her father. Well, uh, I guess that didn't go very well. Mm. Um, Joffrey arrives, uh, you know, to uh, to browbeat her into attending him into court. After court, Joffrey takes her to the ramparts to see the heads of her father and household. Uh, for a fleeting moment, Sansa has the opportunity to push Joffrey to the wall, but it disappears too soon. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Poor Sansa in this chapter, and just in general, you know, moving forward, uh, just she thought she was doing what she thinks she's doing well. And again, we're we're talking about a a, a child here uh, who who doesn't know what to do in this in this situation. Didn't know what to do when her father was down in the black cells, uh, and and thought she was helping him, but she's 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 dealing with a monster. And that's one thing that she realizes this chapter, right? Is that Joffrey is just not uh, who she thought he was. She's he's not that prince. That she she, you know, wants him to be so. Not at all. So in the tower of the heart of Megor's holdfast, Sansa gave herself to the darkness. She drew the curtains around her bed, slept, woke, weeping, and slept again. When she could not sleep, she lay under her blankets, shivering with grief. Servants came and went, bringing meals, but the sight of food was more than she could bear. The dishes piled up on the table beneath her window untouched and spoiling until the servants took them away again. Sometimes her sleep was laden and dreamless as she woke from it more tired than when she had closed her eyes. Those yet those were the best times for when she dreamed she dreamed of father. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Poor thing. I mean, so she's hoping for, for dreamless nights. Um, she, she just kind of keeps seeing this image of, of uh, Sir Ellen Payne striding forward and taking out ice, and I think that's just man the insult there, and it being ice is is crazy, uh, right? But the one thing she she can't get out of her mind is is um, I'm sure she was just you know, she's screaming right, and then she's hysterical as, as it's happening. But then once it happens, I think you just the shock takes over, and what she saw she wasn't right. looking obviously at the actual sword come down. It looks like she remembers just. You know his legs. It's, it's such a. I'm sorry. This it's such a. Doggone it, George. It, the way he writes this is like the the jerking of his legs. That's what she, like stood out to her, and she just can't shake that that image uh, from her mind. Yeah, you know. 
God. And the the difference, something I thought about, the difference of Sansa and Arya in those moments is Arya is so far away, and Arya, you know, grabs her sword and tries to cut to cut through. Yeah. Um, but Sansa is standing right next to them when it happens, and yeah. it's almost like she's you know she's in a position where she's helpless. There's nothing really she could do, and mm-hmm. it's not really something that she ever brings up. Um, like it's not nothing that her character. She, I, as far as I can remember, I don't think it's anything she ever really, um, says about herself or something. But you know yeah. that I that I'm sure that is that is like an emotion that you could certainly see her having of this like I was right there and there's nothing I could do, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, being even closer in proximity and and thinking. Yeah, she. I, I agree with you. She's probably racking her her mind around the idea of like, could I have rushed forward could i have tried to cling to joffrey and beg him more i mean it was just i mean the thing she did do was scream in hysteria and just could in disbelief and um but the order was made and, and i mean even like they said right i mean there's there's such chaos and confusion and sir ellen moves so quickly it's like he, he's not waiting around for anybody to to counterman that he's 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 on it he's doing his duty uh because cersei's running around varus is looking around like Peter Bayer's, they're all like, what the? Hold on here. This is nuts. It's not what we talked about. Um, but then, you know, Joffrey describes in this chapter it was a, that he did grant him mercy. This was a type of mercy that he was giving to her father, that it could have been worse, which is sick. I mean, just, right. just in of itself. Right. So, um, but anyways, it, it uh, yeah, so so she she goes on. You can tell this is, this is she has an eight. The food is spoiling. Uh, she's She's losing it, right? Uh, she keeps hearing um, or having these like dreams, I guess, um, of right. of Sir Ilan walking up to her chambers, and she's thinking, so mm-hmm. perhaps I'll die too. Like, why are they keeping me up here? She doesn't really know. Uh, that's gonna be nerve wracking, just to be left alone and not not being told anything. And, and actually, right. what's interesting, they don't say it in this chapter, but we know why. Uh, one of the reasons why they left her up here is they were dealing with their own news. Cersei was dealing with her own grief, right? Because. Right of of what's her, happening to her brother. We don't. That's a yeah, s- he's subtle been mention. Right. Exactly. So. Um, yeah. Uh, but but uh, good golly. So, no one had been coming in or out. Remember last time too. We were we were. Uh, she was wondering about Jane Poole. She doesn't even have a friend like that to comfort her, or to, to be upset with. Right. I mean, that's who she, she didn't. Like Jane Poole was was hysterical because of her father being dead mm-hmm. and gone and mm-hmm. Sansa just didn't quite get it like pull yourself together like it's 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 okay and now look at where she's at it's just yeah in the same exact same situation yeah so um okay so here we go we, we talked about the dream a little bit it was Cyril and Payne she knew coming for her with ice in hand uh she woke murmuring please please I'll be good I'll be good please don't but there was no one to hear uh, when they finally came for her in truth, Sansa never heard their footsteps. It was Joffrey who opened the door, not Sir Illyn, uh, but the boy who had been her prince. She was in bed, curled up tight, her curtains drawn, and she could not have said if it was noon or midnight. The first thing she heard was the slam of the door. Then her bed hangings were yanked back, and she threw up a hand against a sudden light and saw them standing over her. So, yeah, there's that's kind of... Um, interesting right there's um that just that there had interrupted the um um interrupted her sleep come in and were 
Uh, Jiminy. Um, her her sleep. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, um, yeah, yeah. And then you know you will attend me in court this afternoon. Joffrey said, "See that you bathe and dress as befits my betrothed." Sandor Clegane stood at his, at his shoulder in a plain brown doublet and green mantle, his burned face hideous in the morning light. Behind him, there were two knights of the King's Guard in long white satin cloaks. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. Sansa draws up her blanket uh, to chin, you know, to her chin to cover her up. No, she whimpered, please leave me be. If you won't rise and dress yourself, my hound will do it for you, Joffrey said. I beg of you, my prince. I'm king now. Dog, get her out of bed. It's like, whoo, man, you know, things have uh, turned. And, and, you know, it's like, other than grieving for her father, what did she do differently? She asked you to grant him mercy. You said you would. So what other thing has she done to upset you? You know, I mean, I I know it's just Joffrey being a dick because that's who he is. But, Mm -hmm. you know, he he even starts to go a little more off the deep end here. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah, why is he so irritable and and what what really did turn him into this monster? I mean, why is he like this? Why does he why does he get off to this uh, treatment of of people? It just doesn't. Yeah. I mean, like, like she's about to go down and attend sort of another one of his um his uh you know the a day in the court or a day in the hall there where people are bringing grievances to him and we know that he only picks up one out of every ten, and it's normally the one that involves getting Cyril in pain to cut somebody's something off, which yeah. is nuts. Well, I think if you think about Joffrey's upbringing, you have Cersei on one hand, um, and we see this a little bit more in the show, when she's mm-hmm. stitching up his wounds, and she's like, you know, you, 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 know, you, fought a, you fought a beast, you know? He's like, no, I didn't. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter what you actually did. You'll, you'll, do, you'll be able to do whatever you want when you become king. Well, you know, for a young kid hearing that you're going to be able to do whatever you want and you're going to be so great and you're going to be all of these things. And then his father figure, you know, is Robert Baratheon, who is just doing whatever the hell he wants because he's king. He's sleeping around and drinking. Yeah. So, you know, when he starts engaging in like, you know, things that you want to do when you're a kid, which is fighting people, you know, pretending to, be, you know, I want a sword fight. I want to be a knight. I'm the best and all of this stuff. Um, and then you're thrown into the posis- this position of king. I mean, I think it's you know, that's how you can kind of that's at least what I look at is probably, oh, that's kind of his upbringing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, something, too, um, about Sansa is that she doesn't understand him or his nature. She's she's just a young girl. Right. Uh, Sandor actually tries to help her out. The hound is is trying to is trying to teach her that just speak your words, speak. Be, be the little bird like speak your pretty words it's gonna play the game right. if you will but she just doesn't get it yet because she starts off I mean she forgets she calls him uh my lord uh you know she she refers to him as as her prince uh and he's like I'm king it's your grace you know so he's he's sort of demanding uh this this extra respect and also I think it's it's uh he should have a regent We've talked about that before, right? He 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 really should not be in charge here. His mother yeah. can't can't uh, you know control him in a sense. She's the, like I don't know. He's he's unruly, and it's something uh, that Tywin will have to deal well, with later on. Yeah, Tywin 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 is a pretty 
pretty quick job about dealing with it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, what's what's the line? If you have to, if you have to tell everybody that you're king, you know, you're not. You know, no, you're not. You're no. You're no king. Anyone who yeah. tells anyone, everyone that you're a king is no mm-hmm. true king. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So as she's getting dressed here, she's kind of arguing with, um, with, with mm-hmm. Joffrey and and uh, it's um, yeah. She she backed away from him. I did as the queen asked. I wrote the letters. I wrote what she told me. You promise you'd be merciful. Please let me go home. I won't do any treason. I'll be good. I swear it. I don't have the traitor's blood. I don't. I only want to go home. Remembering yep. her courtesies, she lowers her head. So even in that situation, you know, she's still as it please you. Mm-hmm. It's like it does not please me. Mother says I'm still to marry you, so you'll stay here and you'll obey. <laughs> I don't want to marry you. You chopped off my father's head. He was a traitor. I never promised to spare him, only that I'd be merciful, and I was. If he hadn't been your father, I would have torn. I would have had him torn or flayed, but I gave him a clean death. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is. Um, I mean, he he's he is merciful, King Joffrey. Never forget it. The merciful. I think we should start calling him. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but he has uh. He, so she's she she continues to be defiant and says that she hates him and and uh, whispers that under her breath and and Sir Marin here, uh, mm-hmm. what do you think would have happened? I was thinking about this. S- Sir Marin ends up being the one who who backhands her, strikes her, and Joffrey said that you know his mother, that's not something a king should do, and that's obviously it goes back to maybe her being struck uh, by Robert. So S- S- Sir Marin does it. Um, d- what if he would have commanded Sandor to do it? The dog, the hound. I think he would have done it. You think he would have done it? Yeah, yeah. Huh. It does mention here somewhere. Uh, I can't remember where it was at, but it, it struck me that like when when he picks her up later on and he actually pulls her out of bed, uh, and kind of he doesn't roughly push her around. It was it was okay. Here we go. Um. Yeah. Uh, he let's see. Sir Marin and uh, Sir Ares followed him out, but Sandor. Lingered long enough to yank her roughly to her feet. Save yourself some pain, girl, uh, and give him what he wants. What? What does he want? Please tell me. He wants you to smile, smell sweet, be his lady love, the hound rasp. He wants to hear you recite all your pretty little words and the way the septa ta- the way that the septa taught you. Uh, he wants you to love him and fear him. Um, somewhere here it says that like the way in which he he sort of handles her is rough but yet kind of also gentle and maybe yeah. it'll, it'll pop out here but it was it's just a nod that that uh that the hound is sort of taking care with her and, and he, mm-hmm. he could be more rough and stuff but he's not and it's something she notices mm-hmm. yeah so um then she you know starts to get cleaned up here i need hot water for my bath please she told him and perfume some power to hide this bruise the right side of her face was swollen, beginning to ache, but she knew Joffrey would want her beautiful. The hot water made her think of Winterfell. You, know, you get that that warm spring there, mm-hmm. right? Which is odd, right? <laughs> you, yeah, you, you know, we're thinking of hot water up in Winterfell. What? This is kind of a a contrast, which is still something that's never. Why? Why is it warm there? Why? What's just a hot spring? I don't know. I, whatever. Um. So yeah, they they get her all cleaned up. She's she's ready to go. Um, she she's dressed and she's ready to head downstairs. Uh, she's uh, trying to settle her stomach with the old buttermilk and uh, sweet biscuits. So any of you out there who have a 
you know, those tummy issues, check out the buttermilk and the biscuits, all right? According to Sansa, can settle your stomach. I'm no uh, maester or anything, but it's just going off of experiences here. I don't know, man. Uh, we made that sweet milk. Do you think that would have helped I, your stomach? No, actually, I don't. <laughs> so now that you've written, no. It, uh, yeah, that, that, that was sweet milk. I, I don't know. That was that was too much. It was a little too. Yeah. That was, yeah. Buttermilk, I don't know if that's different, but yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So that uh, eventually he's you know she's she's called to to um to kind of follow and she's talking again to to Sir Marin and she realizes that basically he doesn't care one way or another he is not looking at the bruise that he left he's not looking to strike her he's not looking for he's not going out of his way to to hit her he's just obeying a command and he's he doesn't care one way or another he doesn't care what she says about him uh, none of that stuff, because she's asking, what if I refuse? And then he just says, you know, are you refusing? Um, he's He has his orders, I guess. So, although I I don't like him, and she calls him, you know, she says that you're not a true knight. So, uh, you know, and she thought that Sandor would have laughed at that. Uh, Sansa knew. Other men uh, might have cursed her, uh, warned her to keep silent, even begged for forgiveness. Sir Marin uh, did none of these. Uh, Sir Marin simply did not care. So there you go. He's 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 a real piece of work. Great great guy for the Kingsguard, for Joffrey's yeah. Kingsguard, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's yeah he's perfect for that. Um, yeah, you know, she's like, and then I shall do whatever his grace commands. Yeah, that's you know, she remember she remembering what the what the Hound tells her. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and then she says, "Yes, but you are no true true knight, Sir Marin." He says, "As do I." Yes, but you are no true knight, Sir Marin. Although he actually is, a, he he is a he is actually a knight. But yeah, is, isn't um, it funny? That whereas the, the hound, hound actually yeah. isn't a knight. Right, right. <laughs> and we've talked about that because later he when he well when he gets put in the king's well he is in the king's guard now. Does that automatically make you a knight? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I yeah, that was that was interesting. I don't I don't quite get that i think i i think i don't know he because he, he doesn't he, it was that in the show or is it in the book where he says he won't swear any words he says that he won't it's in the books it's in the books yeah so how can you if you don't make the you know if you don't re- go through the ritual or the ceremony well, i mean yeah anyways uh but as there as she eventually heads down and and she she kind of gets to watch some of the day in day out stuff here joffrey proceeding over over various things and um you've got lord baelish there pycelle's there queen cersei uh they're kind of handling the more mundane boring i guess in, in joffrey's uh mind those boring matters or maybe matters of finance or who knows what uh but if it came to like a thief right he has sir Ilan chop off his hands right there in court not even doesn't even take him out mm-hmm. uh, side or anywhere else it's almost like he wants to see it uh, you had some, you know, two knights showed up with a, a dispute about some land, and he decrees that they're to duel to the death. You know, it's like I don't know that they wanted that, or that that's what they right. came for. <laughs> Clearly and, not. They could have done that on their own. Yeah, exactly. So, so he, they could have done that on their own, but yet he's putting them in this position that's ridiculous. And then what are you supposed to do? Um, refuse, you know, your your king's orders? I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, then, the, then you both, then you both die. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, 
then you had you got this whole thing with traitors is just is nuts, right? So you had this woman who shows up and who wanted to bury one of the heads of the traitors uh, because she loved that individual. Who is that? For I, I was like, I was, who, who, who is she talking about? Is it just someone in in Eddard Stark's like garrison or something, or or why it was this uh, someone? local to king's landing that had met yeah that had fallen in love like what's the story there it's i don't know d- but if, wait, you, yeah, if, you, just, if you love the traitor then you must be a traitor too and two gold cloaks drag her off to the dungeons yeah it's just one of those things that makes you think like wow there's a story there's a story in a story right there of how they met and how upset she was and she came and, and was pleading just just to bury him properly that's really all she wanted um so there's a mention of uh lord Salint. Here as well, he's the right the captain of the of the gold cloaks. What a ridiculous! I mean, she she remembers him as being the guy who presses her father, uh, you know, down for for Scylla, for Cyril and Payne. And knowing what we know in the show, it's just great to see how things sort of <laughs> work out, you know, with that guy. Hopefully, that's how that's the how, turntables. How the turntables? That's right. <clears throat> so, um, but yeah. Uh, she's remembering too, you know, the uh, advice that Baelish had had given her, and that, um, yeah, well, that uh, that there are that the monsters sometimes win, and that mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there are there are yeah. no heroes. As she remembered what Lord Peter had said to her here in this very hall, life is not a song, sweetling. He told her, "You may learn that one day to your sorrow." In life, the monsters win. She told herself, and now it was the hound's voice she heard. A cold rasp metal on stone. Save yourself some pain, girl, and give him what he wants. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's looking kind of dreary. Uh, <laughs> not, uh, there's nothing that she's, she's always lived in her, I think in her mind, like of these songs and, and daydreamed about, um, this high fantasy type of, of thing. It's, her perception is just what she's heard in songs and these great stories. Real life sucks, and this is not what uh, what she ex- what she expected. So uh, next we have the uh, the, the plump uh, tavern singer, right? Who was making the ridiculous um, making up songs about King Joffrey, and there's this subtle kind of tie to maybe Cersei being the one who I'm sorry, King Robert, um, mm-hmm. who was making this subtle uh nod to the fact that maybe Cersei had something to do with his death or was the pig slash boar who killed him. Uh right. and you and see this you see this in the show. This is in the show. Yeah. yeah right. he and gives, then he, he gives, gives him, him the option. the choice. He had to keep either his fingers or his tongue. Which one would you pick? To wow. Is he taking all of his fingers? I'm I think he's taking all of them. I Dude, I know it's gonna sound crazy. I'd probably say take the t- tongue. Really? Yeah. Even Wait. in today's world. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> I, well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm, no, I'm thinking about. In, you know, here I'm thinking about uh, oh, during and, these and times. During Game of Thrones. Time. If I'm the singer. If I'm the singer. So, yeah. Even that's, that's his. That's his I'd only. Probably, occupation. I'd probably keep my tongue. I don't know. I'd probably keep my tongue. Yeah, because he could still sing, right? He doesn't have to play right. the instrument, um, for sure. In yeah, today's so. world, I would definitely keep my tongue, because yeah. prosthetics are, you know, moving along so fast. Hey, I could get some sweet, yeah, you know, sweet right, right, fingers. Right. 
So, or, you, you, or, or you could get rid of your tongue and you could still tweet. So that's something to think about too. Wow, yeah, you could blog. You could become a writer. You could you could blog. But back you in those times, you could finish a Game of Thrones or uh, Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, hey, I gotta say though, you know, Joffrey is the merciful. Don't forget that he gives him a full day to kind of consider. Right. He, he gives him he gives him time. Or, or yeah, yeah, he gives him time to kind of consider which one he wants to choose. Uh, all right. Now all that's kind of over, and Sansa thinks she's just gonna slip out. She's relieved. But boom, Joffrey is there waiting with the Hound and Sir Marin. Um, this is just sort of a torture trip. It wants to just uh, make her, I don't know, uh, he, he, he wants to, to see her squirm. He wants to see her in pain and, and, and things. He's yeah, just he, wants to, he, wants to, he wants to feel in charge. Yeah, he's an evil dude. Um, so he takes her to see her father's head. Yeah, you know, on a spike. Yeah, walk. Yeah, walk with me. Joffrey commanded, offering her his arm. She had no choice but to take it. The touch of his hand, which would have thrilled her once, now made her flesh crawl. My name, ba- my name day will be here soon. Joffrey said as they slipped out of the rear of the throne room. There will be a great fe- feast and gifts. What are you going to give me? I, I had no thought, my lord. Your grace, he sh- said sharply. You truly are a stupid girl, aren't you? Um, my mother says so. She does, uh, and so mm-hmm. it's like, sheesh. Yeah, they're just toying with her. I mean, she and she even admits that she she. Why does that still hurt? You know, because she she wanted so badly to be accepted by this family and to be queen and all these different things. And it just, even though Joffrey's evil, it's sort of like you're holding out for his mother that she's gonna be better or that she'll uh, that she can help her in some way. She's just helpless, sort of right now, and it's. Um, it's, it's sad. So yeah, now she, she gets some advice from, from the hound though. Uh, she keeps thinking back to what he said to just repeating those, those, um, those words that, that she's been taught and kind of steps up and does start calling him your grace and, uh, and things. Um, so then she realizes though where, where, where they're headed and has a, has a, gets, gets real upset, real, realizing that she's going to see her father and his head. And she's like, I won't, I won't. Um, Sir Marin, Sir Marin could have dragged her up there. Um, Sandor kind of says, do it, you know, um, pushing her back towards the king. His mouth twitched on the burn side of his face, and Sansa could almost hear the rest of it. He'll have you up there no matter what, so give him what he wants. And that's really him trying to, to push her into this whole um, play the Game of Thrones, you know, play right. along. Be, su- be submissive right now because... You know, yeah, win the war, t- not the battle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, up they go, right? Up to the battlements there, up to the gatehouse, and and move on through. Uh, there's a reference here to the great Sept of Baylor, uh, on on uh, Visenya's hill, uh, where her father had died. So that's uh, you can kind of see that. You can see the dragon pit, the fire burned ruins of the dragon pit is there. You can you can see that there. So they're pretty high. Uh, to the west, you've got um, Red Sun was hidden behind uh, the Gate of the Gods. The Salt Sea was at her back, and to the south was the fish market and the docks of of uh, the swirling torrent of the Blackwater Rush. And to the north, and this is where she starts to kind of almost like see through things, if you will. Um, she she lets her mind drift to the north and these distant hills and and uh, just 
reminiscing, I guess, about Winterfell is if she can see on and on and on and on further and further north. And it really is what helps her kind of see through these heads, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she when she can kind of when she's forced to look at her father's face and his head, she doesn't really have to see it. She can see through it, if you will. Right. Yeah. So um me yeah. So uh this one is your father's he said. This one here, dog turn it around so she can see. Uh Sandor Cobain took the head uh, by the hair and turned it. The severed head had been dipped in tar to preserve it longer. Sansa looked at it calmly, not seeing it at all. It did not really look like Lord Eddard, she thought. It did not even look real. And real is in italics, so. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> is it real? Um, <laughs> so, here's a question. If you're beheaded, can you be brought back by, like, Melisandre and stuff? Or, like, you know what I mean? Is there any, are there rules on that? If you If you lose a an arm or something like, do you, like well is you... isn't isn't the mountain headless what do you mean doesn't don't they cut his head off well i mean like you know how beric dundarian is like cut you know he's well i mean clean. kyburn brings it back so i mean i would sh- and that's through science so i'm sure magic you know magic could do it yeah i'm just wondering if you come back if you would have uh if you would have your i don't know yeah, you know, because uh, Lady Stoneheart, right? She, her, I mean, her throat is is slit down to the bone, uh, and and she comes back, and I don't know. Like, I'm just, th- I'm just wondering if if Eddard is brought back, is, is it to the point where he's brought back, but you got to put his head back on it? Sorry, sorry, this is yeah, kind yeah. of weird, but it's like no, I don't, I don't think it would work because you know, Beric and Darian dies a handful of times, so I think you get brought back, but it's not like, you know, you're a hundred percent again. Yeah, I kind of feel like if you lose your head, you can't be brought back. That's what I'm thinking. So, there's rules. There's rules to it. Anyways, uh, yeah, he's a little, he he moves her uh, on. They keep looking at these different um, uh, heads that are up there. Eventually, they come across her uh, Septim Ordain. Uh, they look at her, and again, it looks nothing like her. They talk about the birds kind of eating some of the the head and uh, the jaw rotting out and stuff. It's crazy. And, I, Sorry, and, it's... and she questions it too. You know, why did you kill her? She asked. She was Godsworn. She was a traitor. Joffrey, you know, like yeah. poultry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and um, that's the thing. Yeah. He's, he's upset that he would be asked that. It's almost like a lot of stuff was done just out of uh, bitterness and hate. I mean, there really is no reason to, to kill her. She is Godsworn. So you, you could have kept her. You could have sent her, uh, on to another task or, or what have you, back to her order and stuff. I mean, there's there was no. That's almost that's a big that's yeah we we overlook that, but I mean, that's not a good thing. That's a crime. I mean, that's that is not uh, not not cool. So, yeah. Um. Now they 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 find a couple spots right where there's there's some empty empty spots for his uncles. First of all, he talks about uh, Stannis. And Renly, and how he's he's gonna eventually have have room for them. Uh, they're out and about. Uh, he he, he kind of talks about his mother not wanting him to take this host out and you know ride out to 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 meet them in war. But he's gonna you know Joffrey's gonna gather a host, which right. is such a joke. It's such a joke. <laughs> so man, I I so wish that like 
there would have been some little confrontation between him and Rob, mm-hmm. and you could have just seen him. I know. You know. Yeah, your your brother's a traitor too. You know, he turned to Seth Mordain's head. I I remember when your brother. I remember your brother from Winterfell. Winterfell. My dog called him the Lord of the Wooden Sword, didn't he? Did I? The Hound replied, "I don't call." Your brother mm-hmm. defeated my uncle Jamie, but my mother says it was treachery and deceit. She wept, and when she uh, when she heard women are all weak, even her, though she pretends she isn't. She says we would need to stay in King's Landing in case my other uncle attacks. Uh, but I don't care. My fa- after, excuse me, my name day feast. I'm going to raise a host and kill your brother. Yeah, maybe <laughs> my brother will give me your head. Right. So they talk about the exchanging of gifts there, and he doesn't expect that. So this is where uh, Sir Marin kind of um, backhands her twice, uh, right, and and splits her lip, and there's blood running down, and uh, but she remembers, she remembers, right, that he just wants to see her smiling and pretty, and he says that, you know, you're you're prettier when you smile. So she does. <laughs> She's got blood and a split lip, though. She probably looks ridiculous. And uh, he kind of... But go his... Sansa. Yeah. 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 Maybe he'll bring me your head, actually. And you know what? I mean, if all this other magical crap wouldn't have taken place, I... It... Well, I mean, again, there's the... God, the phrase, man. God, those phrase, I swear, dude, I just... They're irritating as all get out. Like, I don't know. They're they're like a they're like a bunch of flies. I just they tick me off, you know. It's a, they're hard to kill. They're they're everywhere, and they really screwed up the Starks. Yeah, so. it's like sand. <laughs> it's coarse. It's rough. It right, and they're, yeah. they're they're getting everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. To to end this, really, right? Yeah, she struck a few times, and and um. Uh, this is where. But then uh, you know, right here is where she really you know thinks about. About doing, you know, the outer parapet came up to her chin, um, but along the inner edge of the wall was nothing, nothing but a long plunge to the, uh, you know, the Bailey seventy or eighty feet below. All it would take was a shove. She told herself he was standing right there, right there, smirking at her with those fat worm lips. You could do it, she said, told herself. You could do it right now. It wouldn't even matter if she went over with him. It wouldn't matter at all. Hmm. And then, um. You know, the hound immediately kind of sees it and steps in. Hey, here, girl. Um, you know, he just kind of stands in between them. And so he, you know, wipes the blood off her lip. Right. With a delicacy, she, though. Right. Right. With a delicacy. Yeah. And, you know, she lowers her head and says, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. She was. She's a good girl who always remembers her courtesies. I mean, uh, and so this is the. This is the start to to this badass Sansa that we're going to get who's who's going to rule the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is she is learning here, learning things the hard way, uh, but she is learning, um, taking her first lessons from the Hound. So, yeah. All right, well, cool. Um, let's dive in here. I think we've got, uh, the, 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 you know, it's a pretty straightforward chapter, good chapter. Um it's not a Daenerys chapter, so we're good. Oh wait, that's next week. Wow. Okay, one more, one more to get through here. <laughs> no, there's two more Daenerys chapters. Oh, you're kidding me! <laughs> you're killing me right now. She's the final chapter. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's that's the final Sansa chapter. That's what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. But all right. But this um once you get once you get to clash of kings the daenerys chapter is really improved oh yeah yeah i agree with you i'm 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 ready to get there so 
Uh, all right, let's see. Let's move on here. So, uh, no, yeah, another one. Another one here from uh, Christopher Wallace. What's up, Sir Ezra and Sir Matt? Sir Chris here. Just wanted to share a theory about Rhaegar Targaryen. I have not heard. Uh, I've not heard yet. Probably because it's pretty far fetched. We know that Rhaegar was able to make people cry by singing to them, both from the books and from the show. In Brand Seven, Bran says the old man referred to the children of the forest as making anyone who heard them sing cry. Also. What if Bloodraven slash the Three-Eyed Crow and the Children of the Forest used Rhaegar to produce Jon Snow or the prince that was promised? This would explain more about why Rhaegar married Lyanna, because he had been guided by the children to produce an heir of ice and fire that would eventually destroy the others. In the books, we see the possibility of the Children or Three-Eyed Crow bringing the direwolves south of the wall and influence Jon to go back for Ghost. Uh, Bran says John heard something no one else did. In the show, we see Bloodraven take Bran back to previous events and even affect what happens as the case with Hodor. Though that was a cool concept. Hope you all like it. Appreciate the podcast. Okay. Um, huh. So there is something here that made me that made me kind of think uh, about Leaf and 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 the children and when they they talk about uh, their their wandering. Um, of Westeros and how it seems like they've actually been south of the wall and had some mm. experience kind of in the world. Uh, so that, that, that could be, I don't know. I mean, like, like the children maybe connecting with him in some way, if they're, they're connected to um, a Targaryen already, they're connected with blood Raven. Uh, so perhaps they see something similar uh, in Rhaegar. And and yeah, maybe they do kind of plant a a seed, right, to for, for some of the events at Heron Hall. What do you think? Well, you know, there's that. There's definitely that. You know, that moment you and I always refer to the one day Rhaegar was reading, and then suddenly something happened, and then he decides he wants to start fighting. Yeah, um, yeah, it could be it. Yeah, maybe that's the influence there. Mm-hmm. And in the books, we still don't know if it's like the children slash the weirwoods that control the three eyed raven or three-eyed crow um and that could still be the case and so that would certainly add, add some validity to this this idea here is that it's really the the children who kind of control the three-eyed raven and thus maybe that gives them that extended green sight and you know a three-eyed raven kind of power to be able to influence other people around the world that aren't mm-hmm. just right in front of them yeah 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 so um yeah, back to what Sir Chris was yeah saying. Yeah, like like um, let's see, Blood Raven, Three Eyed Crow, Children of the Forest used Rhaegar to produce John or the Prince that was promised. Now, huh? So, and we had talked about this a little bit in our Patreon episode, right? That uh, we didn't know. We knew that going into the tourney at Heron Hall, Elia is like good, can still have another ch- a, a child. Like we're thinking, mm-hmm. like nothing's wrong there. Uh, but if he did have some foresight and if he knew that this was going to happen, he was waiting for signs, you know, he's like kind of been privy to a dragon dream or a green dream, if you will. Uh, and he uh, sees something that triggers, you know, he sees the night of the laughing tree, he sees the werewood uh, on, on the shield. And that's a it's something that he's seen before an image. And boom, this this um, switch is flipped. And then that, he knows that a plan needs to go into action Uh and that could have been something that's subconsciously planted there by the children. Uh, and they could have mm-hmm. used, again, as you said, 
Bloodraven to do so. I like it. I don't. I, there's. We really don't know. And, and, and remember, we we answer like so. We've been asking the question like, what happened at Heron Hall? Why did these things happen? How did this all get kicked off? That we may get that answer. That this this may be. We're hoping because the show didn't give it to us, right? So we're wondering. No, unfortunately the, not. Right. We're wondering if the children uh, and uh, Blood Raven, and I say slash the last Green Seer, not the Three Eyed Crow. I think I've settled in my mind where where I stand on that. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think it's I think it's definitely a possibility, and I, I um, that would make sense, I guess, because I, I I don't know why if there's not some other magic or dreamlike prophecy or something, or there's not some as we're discussing in the Patreon series something political. I don't know what causes Rhaegar to go after Lyanna and want to marry her. If it's not something that's a premonition or something to do with prophecy, uh, or he's thankful because she tipped him off about the uh, Southern ambition, you know, conspiracy. So, so yeah, Sir Chris, I think you're onto something there. Yeah, and we'll get you know something. We'll still need a little bit more info in when we get Winds of Winter. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, well. I mean, every brand chapter, right? We're going to be looking at that. Right. We don't. We don't know what happens to the to the reed to, to the reed children. We're, we're worried about them. I mean, Hodor is off doing. He's using Hodor way more than he should, uh, jumping into his skin and things. So, those chapters will be very interesting. Uh, cannot wait to get the next brand. You know, POV. So. But all right, yeah. Thanks, Sir Chris. Uh, if anyone has any other thoughts on that or, or thinks that there's uh, can answer the question as to why Rhaegar does what he does uh, with with Lyanna and, and leaving Elia and and the the tourney at Harrenhal. Let us know. Uh, there's well, we're going to be talking about it a little bit in our Patreon series next month. We are, yeah. We mm-hmm. have, we'll, be, we'll be discussing. So actually, yeah, the- yeah. If if you can get some ravens into us before, or you can go comment over on uh, Patreon or even just on one of the threads in Facebook. We'll read those in our next Patreon yeah. episode. Because- yeah, because this, this month is, is about him giving her the crown and next yep. month is about you know... Um, the abduction? Him, the abduction. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah. The air so, quote abduction. Right. Yeah. So more on that. All righty. So- all right, well, uh, Sir Ezra, I think it's time to uh, kind of sign off here. We want to th- thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 68, Daenerys 9. Yeah, and that is not the last Daenerys chapter, just so you guys know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We'll see you in a week, and remember, winter is coming. <laughs>